0: We are just one day away from the start of the Australian Open. Welcome to TC Live, leading you up to the last matches before Melbourne. A quartet of finals as top players fight for titles on the eve of the year's first major. Here's what's coming up on the show. The defending champs headlining night one in Rod Labor Arena. Can Novak Djokovic and Arena Sabalenka reign supreme once again? Or will a new king and queen be crowned down under? Plus, it is finals Friday. Which one of the remaining four Americans advanced to the championship stage? The answer may surprise you. And Alexander Bublik has officially taken over our hotshot segment. From tweeners to underarm serves, wait until you see what he did now. Get your popcorn ready. The Bublik enemy is on full display. Keep it locked on Tennis Channel T2 and TC Plus all night. We're handing out trophies in Auckland, Adelaide, and Hobart. Emma Navarro goes for her first WTA title against Elisa Mertens, a first title also on the line between Jack Draper and Yuri Lehechka. Plus, it is a rematch of the 2017 final from Charleston between Daria Kasatkina and Yelena Ostapenko. So much to do, and we're literally one night away from the start of the Australian Open. Come on in. Great to have you here with us on TC Live. Steve Weissman, Monica Puig, and Jimmy Arias. One more sleep until it all begins. What, what's the feeling, Monica, before that first slam of the year?
1: You say one more sleep, and it's pos- possibly the worst night's sleep as a tennis player going into the Australian Open, the first slam of the year. You want to perform well. A lot is at stake, and it's very nerve-wracking.
2: Gastrointestinal problems, I, I <laughs> kind of remember, but TMI, sleep. Jimmy. <laughs> Sleeping as well. I mean, it is, you're never more nervous than a major because you try to put everything to each one of those majors. And no one wants to lose first round. I used to be very happy when it would rain at Wimbledon. so I could say I made it to day two. We can
0: see some of the players behind the scenes. They are already there. Maria Sakharovic, we saw Ila Tomjanovic. Felix Oje Ali seems just getting ready to go. They know the, the major season is about to begin. And by the way, you know, it takes a while between Australia and Roland Garros. So let's break down some of these matches. Here's the projected round of 16 on the men's side. We're going to get predictions from Monica and Jimmy. Who's going to win? The Australian Open for the men. And as we
2: take a look at the projected, it never really happens, but projected round of 16, some some spicy matchups, Jim. Well, you would expect spicy matchups in round of 16. There's spicy matchups in the first round nowadays. But Dimitrov Medvedev, you got to look at that because Dimitrov's coming off a win just to start the year and is playing beautifully. Djokovic Shelton, got to love that match Mm -hmm. as well. Not sure Sissipas will get to Fritz because he's got Berrettini in the first round. I mean, Paul and Alcaraz, Paul beats Alcaraz. When they play each other, he's beaten him a couple times. In All right, so who, so who's your pick to win the Australian Open this year? Well, how can you not pick Novak Djokovic? Okay. It's it, but I almost I want to pick somebody else, but it's hard to do it at this point. He's 110. It's it's sort of the Nadal on Roland Garros thing. Mm. It's hard to pick against him. Okay, what do you think?
1: I echo the same thing. Yeah. It's just so tough when you're going against Novak Djokovic, especially in a slam. He just. He seems to lock it all in much more in a slam, and yeah, there's some really good and interesting matches, but I mean, I find it really, really hard for him to lose, honestly.
0: If it's not Novak, who would be your second choice?
1: Oh my gosh. I feel like there's a, there's a number of players that, that definitely could impress. Um, uh, Dimitrov, the way that he's playing, it's the best I've seen him play in quite a few years. He could be a dark horse that can contend for maybe the final. Alcaraz, we have to see how he's feeling dealing with the injuries. Tommy Paul is playing really solidly lately. There's a bunch that are in the mix, but I think the clear-cut favorite would be Djokovic.
2: Yeah, and of course. Sinner, you got to yep. give Sinner a little love because of the way he ended the year last year. And he's played really well in exhibitions in Kuyang <laughs> to, <start, laughs> to start things. Um, so he still seems to be feeling the ball well. And then you can't forget Medvedev yeah. on a hard court. Medvedev. And a is big Medvedev. court. And a big court. He's got a, a lot of room to run balls down.
0: The consensus, Novak Djokovic, number 11 and number 25 overall to be the all-time leader in Grand Slam singles titles. Let's check out the round of 16 projected on the women's side because a little more wide open here, Monica.
1: Yeah, I mean, Iga Sviantek, we know what she's capable of. She has shown some tremendous consistency. So, obviously, a clear favorite, Rabakina, made the final last year. She won in Brisbane, was looking really, really good. Sabalenka won the title last year, was also in very, very good form. She is really dangerous to play. She is very powerful, has a great serve. We have to see how she's feeling. Jessica Bagula has made the quarterfinals. Three different times. Can she make that jump to a semifinal? She's tired of the press asking her. She's like, stop telling me the goal is always to get further and further in the tournament. We're all waiting for it. We know that she's capable of. Coco Goff won the last major of the year. She's also a threat. I feel like, like you said, there's a lot of girls in the mix. And, and lately, like we've been seeing on the WTA, it's who shows up and says, I'm ready to take this and not it handed to them, is going to take the major. And yeah, I mean. There's a lot.
0: One player. Who's going to win it?
1: Oh, man. I I wouldn't be surprised if Sabalenka takes it again. Okay.
0: Sabalenka, what do you think, Jimmy?
2: No, I can't go with Sabalenka. Even though we're showing her right now winning last year and she played brilliantly, but I'd be surprised if you can defend. It's hard enough to win them, Major. It's even harder, seemingly, to defend for most people. So we'll see. Um, I got to go with Coco Golf just because of how well she ended the year last year and she has started the year this year. And the one thing Coco has over everybody else is she can be not playing great and still, because she's so athletic, make balls and Mm -hmm. make you beat her. And you have to hit five or six great shots to do that. And that helps her because most of the players we're talking about have to be on. They have huge games. If they're on, Yeah. Too good. Congratulations. She's the only one that can sort of win it with her B game. All right. We, we've got a Sabalenka. We, we've got a Coco Golf, And, of course. And, wait, i got to mess with uh, Jesse Pagula just because Buffalo and I love Jess. So, I'm putting her in there in the mix. She's in the <laughs> Why mix. Why not? Why
1: not? Right. I think it's, it's, yeah. about, it's about time. You know? It she's is. She's been there for a while, and she's playing some really good t- Possibly, for me, the most consistent player on the WTA tour for the past no couple of years. No doubt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No doubt. And when they, when they ask her, what do you have to do to get past quarterbacks, she says, win my quarterfinal match. <laughs> She's a genius. She knows exactly what she has to do. (laughs) We'll see if she goes out and does it. All right, let's get you caught up on what went down last night. Players getting in their final preparations before Melbourne. Seb Korda, one of five-seeded American men at the AO, facing Yuri Lehechka for a spot in the Adelaide final, Jimmy. Both of these guys made the quarters in Melbourne last year.
2: Yeah, and both of these guys, there's a reason why they play well in Australia. The courts are a little bit quicker, and both these guys have tons of power, hit the ball a little flatter, it goes through the court very quickly and yesterday in Adelaide it was LaHechka whose ball was going through the court quickly and Cordes was going into the net quite a few times too often and the first set very comfortable for LaHechka six tooth second set looks pretty much like the first and normally at the net Corda does some great work that's a time when you know he's not feeling it when he misses a volley like that it was a tough volley but it was one he should have made and the onslaught just continued. Things got worse, and here LaHatch impressive. 6-2, 6-1. Jay said himself, I was a bit surprised
0: it went this well, but I did everything I could to make it happen. Won 45% of the points on Corda's first serve. Jack Draper finishing last season by making his first final in Sofia Monica, trying to start the new year with yet another final, taking on Alexander Bublé.
1: But one thing you have to say, going up against a flashy player like Bublik, you never know what to expect, whether he does a tweener or an underarm serve. But Draper producing some really, really good numbers throughout the entire match. He had eight aces, won 80% of his first serve points. Bublik looked like he struggled quite a bit, didn't struggle when it came to this flashiness. Draper trying to produce some of his own magic just falls a little short on this point. But Bublick was very, very solid at the net, and that seemed to be the only thing that was really going for him. And, well, his showmanship, just underarm serve, like we were talking about, and a little hot shot.
0: <laughs> that, that could be a preview for the hot shot of the day. Both players love that.
1: I mean, it, as long as it hits the racket, he can end the point there. But Draper just, again, consistently solid with his numbers yesterday, and it's going to take him over the line against the player who, you know, has a lot of ups and downs during the course of the match.
0: 76% of the points on Bublik's second serve. So here it is, first career title on the line. They played once six years ago in a grade one junior event in Malaysia. So we're going <laughs> to throw that one out, I guess. Draper won in straight sets. But the rematch for their first ATP title going down later today right here on Tennis TV. Looking forward to that. Over in Hobart, Emma Navarro looking to make her first WTA final. She's up to a career high 29 in the world right now and rising, Monica.
1: She could be in the top 20 at the end of the Australian Open if all things continue going like she's going right now. And let me just tell you, the scoreline uh, doesn't reflect what actually happened. There was a lot of deuce and ad games here. Navarro really had to work hard to get this first set, but she has just been so consistent. She was super solid on defense, producing some beautiful backhands on the run. And she had 72% of... Uh, Her first serve's in, 73% won on her first serve, 71% on her second serve. Never faced a break point in this entire match, and that's just what we keep talking about, Emma Navarro, consistency.
0: Yeah, so solid in this one. Backs up her second seed status, gets into her first WTA final, and guess what? It is the third final of the year already. That has the top two seeds playing each other. Elisa Mertens needed three sets to take out Daria Saville. So it's the first meeting between Mertens, the two-time winner in Hobart, and Emma Navarro in her first ever WTA final. Mertens won it in 2017, 2018. Monica, what does Navarro need to do to beat her and raise the trophy at the end of the day?
1: I feel like she has to just continue with that same consistency that we've seen time and time again, producing the same tennis and and really believing in herself because it might be her first WTA final, but she has won on the challenger level. She knows what it's like to win a tournament. She's been steadily rising. Mertens, she's been a great player in singles and in doubles. She has great variety, can play well from the back of the court, likes to come in and hit some volleys. It's, it's really about how Emma Navarro is going to handle those nerves going into the match because, like we said, Mertens knows how to play in Hobart, loves playing there, apparently. She won those two titles. So, I mean, it's anybody's game, but I really want to see Emma come through with that title.
0: Yeah, that would be special. Jimmy, what would be your advice to her? How do you handle those nerves?
2: Uh, it's hard to say because it's, it's you have to have the attitude of this is an opportunity mm-hmm. for me and I'm going to play my game and I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing. Um, mentally she has been so strong when it's important moments and matches she locks it down right now so that's someone that's very confident i don't think that will change in the final she's been the better player actually to get to the finals from what i've seen having said that mertens because she's won the title twice she's got that nice feeling in that same city the same venue it's going to be a toss-up emma already seven wins this year
0: that's the most on tour coming into the season 19 career wins and she's already nearly
2: halfway there what a That's year. amazing. For
0: Emma Navarro. Yeah. yeah. Up to 29 in the world. What a year.
2: It's January 12th. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what a, a week! Something special. What a two weeks. It's already
0: getting underway, and we are leading to live tennis at the top of the hour, handing out trophies all across four different events. But when we come back, American Ben Shelton is going to take on Roberto Bautista Goot in the first round of the Australian Open. Got some unfinished business in Auckland. We'll tell you about it.
2: Monica, Jimmy, Steve, back on TC
0: Live as we go to Auckland. Most people did not expect these results. Overnight, top seed Ben Shelton had never lost to Taro Daniel, but the 30-year-old from Japan, shockingly, Jimmy, had
2: a better overall serving number than the American. Well, if you remember, he said in an interview, I really want Ben Shelton in the center. He called it Taro Daniel. He knew he had this match wrapped up as he won the first set 7-5 just... One thing that Taro Daniel does really well is make returns and make passing shots to dip. And none of them were more important. Than that dipper. At 7-all in the second set tiebreak, this tiebreak was something special to watch. It was great point after great point under pressure. Both players would then go to the crowd and say, yeah, let me hear you. Let me hear you. Look at that. And then the very next point. Whoops. Another great one for your opponent as Daniel now serving. Trying to save set point, he does in a long, extended rally. And this is where things got a little ugly. A couple of bad forehand errors at the end of that tie break for Shelton and Tyra Daniel into a final Where, In the interview, he said he didn't really like Auckland before, but he likes it now. To the crowd. I think. He, he
0: better like it now. <laughs> second ATP final for him. Uh, another surprise, though, and in, in the other semi, Chilean qualifier, Alejandro Tabilo taking on the French teenager, Arthur Fees.
1: Yeah, Tabilo was really solid in that first set, just putting the ball in the court. Feese's forehand was all over the place, and it looked like Arthur Feist was going to take this second set quite easily. But once again, just errors starting to creep up on him. Tabilo, though, started to get tight. This game especially was it was so long. I think it was about 13 or so minutes just going deuce ad deuce had both players either had match point or break point but ultimately it was Tabilo who ended up taking this match 2 and 5 and it meant so much to him to his coach there was a nice embrace there at the end and he's pumped
0: First Chilean to reach a hardcore tour-level final since Fernando González. That was back at the Beijing Olympics. But, for Ben Shelton, I know you said yesterday on the show, maybe losing quarters the week before a major is something that Jimmy would want to do, not play all the way <laughs> to the end. He loses in the semi, gets a day off before taking on Roberto Bautista Gutt in Melbourne, and, and we saw a potentially match matchup with Djokovic later in the draw. Uh,
2: maybe a good play in some ways for Ben Shelton. Not that he tried to lose. He was fighting through it the entire time, so I don't want to insinuate... That's just want to thing. I don't want to yeah, yeah, insinuate anything. <laughs> um, but maybe it's not the most harmful thing that he lost that match. Bautista Gutt is somebody that you're going to end up having a really, really long match with, most likely, you're going to have to be physically great.
0: Mm. What are your expectations for Ben Shelton after what you've seen so far early in the season heading into a major where he's, he's backing up big points? You
1: know, I think Auckland was a great opportunity for him to get the matches, to kind of build the rhythm. You want to peek at the Grand Slam, so you know what? I think he can just take, Positives from what he did in Auckland continue to improve. And like you said, it's going to be a really tough test against somebody who really makes you work for each and every ball. So get the rest, sharpen up, and get ready for the Grand Slam. So, it, I mean, it's two weeks. Two long weeks.
0: Yeah, seven so. matches, two weeks. Made the quarterfinals last year. We'll see. If Big Ben can follow it up this year, much more still to come here on TC Live as we've got live tennis top of the hour. Carlos Alcaraz, one of the favorites to take the title at the Australian Open, but see how his success on court is affecting his fame off it when we come back. Back on TC Live, leading you up to this from beautiful Auckland. Taro Daniel can make his top 50 debut with a title here. Alejandro Tabilo seeking his first ever career title. Would be the first player this year to win his maiden ATP Tour title. Looking forward to this one. Monica Puig, Mark Knowles on the call. Back to Adelaide. Yelena Ostapenko continuing to prove why she's about to be back in the top 10. Powering past to Katarina Alexandrova, Monica.
1: Now, this is the Ostapenko of old that I'm starting to see. Just being consistent, and that's the key for, for any player right now, is consistency. She didn't necessarily impress with a lot of firepower. I felt like she worked her way into this match, built a lot of points. She was just very steady, and Alexandrova was kind of waiting for the Ostapenko misses, and, and wasn't really finding it in here in the tiebreaker Ostapenko showing some great serving some great forehands she needed a tiebreaker to close it out but overall she is looking very very solid and a very deserving Ostapenko to be inside that top 10 and i was on the receiving end of that french open title i lost to her and she was looking so so good and it's really nice to see that she's regained that level
0: 14 more winners to unforced there's some clean tennis for elena ostapenko into her 15th tour final jesse pagula had to withdraw with a gi illness so daria Kazakina has received back-to-back walkovers all the way to the final ostapenko has won five of her seven career matches against Kazakina. that one coming up later tonight right here on tennis channel let's talk some doubles though the final, Taylor Townsend going for her third straight title with a third partner this year. It's Beatrice Haddad Maya, Jimmy, facing Caroline Garcia and Kiki Mladenovic, a great squad on their own right.
2: It doesn't matter who Townsend plays doubles with, you're going to do well. She is nasty in doubles, Baller. especially. And with Haddad Maya, first time they've played together, and they take the first set in the final things in the second set go similarly I have to mention one thing about the singles final here just because I feel bad for Anna Kalinskaya. she was very close to beating Kazakina and she would have gotten default default and been in the finals had she gotten that done but in this it's Townsend and Haddad Maya with a straight set win and a title <laughs> in doubles if Kalinskaya had played with Taylor Townsend she would have gotten the title yeah, that's true Asia Muhammad Luisa Stefani
0: now Haddad Maya it is team Hadad Townsend. They'll, they'll be playing together, by the way, at the Australian Open as well. Uh, what can't this guy do as we enter the social net? How about Novak Djokovic had like a field day no of way. his own a couple nights ago inside Rod Laver Arena and just shooting hoops, uh, dunking.
2: I mean, this guy's... Okay, there's something wrong with that. There's no way he can he can dunk and every shot goes in. There's something going oh, on. Doing oh, LeBron? Goodness. Yeah, it's too Celebration? much. Celebration? <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's a six-foot net. No. And it's an extra three or four. Monica said Jimmy's straight.
1: I mean, I love to see it. He's a man of the people. He makes me laugh. He's super entertaining. I love watching him on the court and now doing, all- and he's, <laughs> he's really good at imitations like we've seen That's in the true. past. That's so, true. I mean- He is
0: that. No. Inside out dribble. I mean, Step back. That was nice. I
2: gotta say. He's a, he's a bucket. Yeah. I'm impressed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love that from Novak. Going for his 11th title in Australia. He also did some cricket, did, did some, some other
2: activities. did he do,
1: like, a splits, too? Yes, and some gymnastics. Showing off his athleticism there. By
2: the way, the good sign is that his wrist, remember his wrist was hurting at the United yeah. Cup? It's looking fine for basketball, a wrist there, yeah. at least.
0: Just goat things right there. <laughs> uh, how about the two-seat, Carlos Alcaraz? This is what happens when you win Wimbledon. Uh, you become one of the top five athletes in the world to pick up. Instagram followers. He picked up 2.32 million new followers last year. That's a good sign for tennis, Monica.
1: I mean, that's super impressive, and I mean, we know why. He's doing a lot of different campaigns. There's a, a little modeling in the mix now with Louis Vuitton. You know, he's, he's everywhere, and he's a super marketable player. Everything, he's super likable as well, so why not give him a follow? See what he's doing. He's definitely working hard.
2: Well, the thing for me with Alcaraz is he's As an ex-player, he's a player that when I watch almost every single match, he does something that makes me go, how did he do that? It's incredible. Some of the shots, some of the athleticism that you see from him. I know today's players are all great athletes, and he's another step above. And because it's so amazing, his tennis to watch, that probably helped him get more followers.
0: Got a ways to go to get to Novak Djokovic. Jimmy, any guesses on how many followers Novak has?
2: Um. Uh, No, no guesses. I I got no idea. 10, 15 million. 14.2 million. Yeah, 10, 15. I was close. Not Uh, as many as Serena, by the way. 17
0: million for Serena Williams. And did you know Monica Puig has 532,000 followers, Jimmy? Wow,
2: that's awesome. (laughs) She just gained a couple more. I mean,
0: it's good for TC Live, (laughs) I'll tell you that. (laughs) Get all those followers watching the show. Uh, We are officially one sleep away from the year's first major in TC Live, your only two-hour pregame show every day starting at 5 o'clock Eastern leading up to first fall in Melbourne. I will be joined by a trio of Hall of Famers, Martina Navratilova, Lindsay Davenport, and Jim Courier, plus John Wertheim. Big John Isner will make his TC Live debut next week as well. Join us starting tomorrow. Back with more after this. Welcome back, a reminder to check out the SiriusXM XM Australian Open preview on the SiriusXM XM app. Our Hall of Famer, Tracy Austin, joining Dan Gracca to break down the draw and what to expect during the year's first slam. Looking forward to that. Tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern. How about the Qualies? Had a couple Americans punch their ticket through. Alex Kovacevic, one of four former college players, to qualify as well. And how about Katie Volley? it has got a nice three-set win getting
1: in. Go on, keep carrying the flag. Go USA. I mean, it's it's always good to add a couple more players into the draw, and we're going to be following along, that's for sure.
2: Unfortunately, Baptiste and Nava, two players that we have a lot of hopes for. Both very talented, weren't able to get through that final round. It's the most nervous match there is, I think, final round of I it. Mean, of major qualities of qualities
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah. but congratulations to Kovacevic and Molinets earning their way into the main draw it is time for our hot shot of the day once again
2: Bublik. he's always gonna get hot shot of the day because he's tweener and then the one thing about this point that bugs me is that should have been the win. Vapor had a good look at I, I pass. So too. it should have it, it should have ended the way anytime someone hits underhand serves and through and between the legs lobs you should lose the point. He keeps winning the point lately, Bublik, when he does that. Here's another example. This is a double hot shot today. Underhand serve. Draper tries to get involved. Did he touch the net? That's the one thing that I... Ah, uh, I,
1: I think it he just at. stopped it was awfully died. close, but... You don't mm-hmm. often
2: see someone make the shot with the handle.
1: Yeah, people ask, is that legal? As long as you're hitting it with the racket, Actually, it is.
2: I think you're allowed to take off your shoe and hit it with your shoe. Really? You can't hit it with your hand. I, I do think that that's true.
1: Talk to Bublik Bu- so that he <laughs> does it yes, next I know. time. I, I think you are that. allowed
2: to just use an object to ah. hit the ball, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, we will get the crack yeah. Tennis Channel research team on that. See if that's right, that and- yeah. Could go Not tried very often. I mean, that would be very difficult as well. Exactly. Like, That's why it doesn't happen. It's a. But
1: honest. you said you said what can't Alcaraz do? What can't Bublik do with this flashiness? That's I true. think he knows no bounds, no limits.
2: Plenty
0: of winners with the frame. So I guess the butt of the racket is next. So, <laughs> summer down under. Uh, these are the four finals coming up tonight, right here on Tennis Channel from Auckland, Hobart, and a couple in Adelaide. All right, let's talk about him. Yuri Lehechka, Jack Draper, both looking for
2: their first titles. Uh, You're you're a big Jack Jack Draper guy. What what makes you excited about him? Um, That any time he plays tennis, he wins at all levels. He just wins matches. It's just that he gets injured so often that it's always stop and start. As soon as he starts winning a bunch of matches, he then gets hurt and he has to take three or four months off. He's made two finals in a row now, his last two tournaments. So he wins. So so I think he'll be, if he finishes a whole year without any injuries, top 15.
0: Lahedzko was the guy who made a big jump last year.
1: He did, but I have to agree with that. When I see Draper plays, he just looks so clean, and it's just very fluid tennis. I really like watching him play. I enjoy it, and it's, uh, you know, after beating Bublik and almost pulling off a hot shot, you know, (laughs) Respect.
0: A lot of respect. A lot of respect for both of those guys. He'd be the youngest Brit to win a title since Andy Murray. So uh, looking, to, looking to do that. Ostapenko-Kazitkina in Adelaide, they have a lot in common. They're both 26 years old, both six career titles. Both have 348 career wins. No way. They have the same number? Yeah. Both reached both. the quarterfinals in Brisbane last week. So what's going to be the difference in this match?
1: I honestly think that since they're playing on a hard court, I give the edge to Ostapenko just because she likes to hit through the court a lot more. Kazakina needs a little bit more time to make things happen. If Ostapenko, though, comes out and is very erratic, I think the consistency of Kazakina will prevail. But I like Penko's chances.
2: I think Kazakina is tired because she played <laughs> a she match played? last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to get to the two defaults in a row, she's not going to feel the ball as well. The fact that she hasn't played a match in three or four days. Ostapenko, I think. Here's the one thing that you played her, so you can answer this question for me. I'm watching the highlights. It doesn't look like she's got a ton of racket head speed, but the ball just seems to go. She hits clean winners off of no energy almost it looks yeah. like to me so is that the case it's coming that fast to you when you play her
1: it it definitely is and it's something that i talk about jessica bugula a lot it she doesn't look too, like right? she's hitting the ball hard but the ball just flies it's off true. her racket and it doesn't look like she needs to put a lot of effort in her mm. into her strokes but i think one of the most challenging things about playing Ostapenko is her serve because she has a really quick service motion doesn't really give you a lot of time to read the ball it's, it's a tricky player.
0: Can she generate that power off of a Kazakina ball, which is a little more shaped, a little more uh, just a nice, I, I certainly yeah. think
1: she can, and that's why I put her as the favorite because Kazakina is not going to overwhelm her with pace, and Kazakina doesn't really like to play against big hitters.
0: Okay, They've only played on hard court one time. Kazakina did win that match, wow. but the last three were won by Ostapenko, all three setters, so could be... A long Long drawn-out affair. I remember seeing them play 2017, Charleston, when they were both coming up, 19, 20 years old. Kazakino won that one in straight sets, and then Ostapenko went on to win Roland Garros. And here they are. They're both just 26 years old. I feel like they've they've been on tour forever. They've played for a long time.
2: They have. Yeah.
0: All right, match we got coming up next in Auckland. Taro Daniel, Alejandro Tabilo. What's going to be the key to this one?
1: I think Taro Daniel, if he continues to come out serving the way that he did, especially in uh, the match against Ben Shelton, he has really good chances. I like that he comes into the net and tries to make points short. Tabilo needs to learn how to not get so tight because when he does play well, he can be very dangerous as well. But I am giving the edge to Taro Daniel
0: beautiful ceremony that they had. they had this last week before the women's final as well the the haka dance you really get a you get a feel for the culture there in auckland new zealand uh, tabilo looking for his first ever title he'd be the first qualifier to win a title since uh, sarundalo juan manuel in wow. cordova back in 2021 so that's on the line for him taro daniel's can be the number one japanese player in the world
2: first time since august 2022 i mean but, but very low key, making his way back. There. Very low key. He, this, my prediction for this match is, it's going to last a long time. Hmm. I think Monica might be calling it, so she is. Yeah. So sit down and, <laughs> and enjoy the long I've call got because nowhere
1: to be. So I don't
2: think either player has huge top line power, so they're going to be maneuvering the ball and keeping it in playing, trying to get the other guy out of position, and it's lefty against righty. But you're right, Tara Daniel doesn't mind his backhand, so if you're a if you're a righty playing a lefty, you better be secure with your backhand. He is. Mm. So I, I, it's a ch- toss up to me, this match. I, I'm looking forward
0: to your call. By the way, Monica's mom, Astrid, is in studio today. It's been a
1: pleasure she's over there.
0: Pleasure yes, seeing is.
2: her today. Can we point the camera at her or no? Is that against the rules?
1: Oh, she's shaking her She says
2: no. Okay. Oh.
0: We, we excited for tomorrow? Australian Open?
1: Oh,
2: yeah. Of course. It's awesome. Now right. that I'm not playing it and I don't have a GI problem and sleep problem, <laughs> I can't wait for these players to have to come out and deal with it tomorrow.
0: All right, looking forward to it. TC Live, we will see you back here tomorrow, 5 o'clock Eastern, two-hour pregame show to get you ready for first ball in Melbourne. Monica's going to head to the booth, join Mark Knowles for the call of this one. we got trophies to hand out all night long. For Jimmy and Monica, I'm Steve. Thanks for joining us on TC Live. Enjoy the tennis tonight.